energy today where we're podcasting on a day earlier than normal like i don't know i don't remember how often this happens literally never i think yeah like normally if we have to like reschedule we do it like a day later but because i'm working full time that has created some issues where that's not extremely viable because like i i don't know what time you normally work but uh because I work from like 1:30 p.m. to 10 p.m., it would, and then my wife works from like 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. I'd have to get up super early in in relation to my work. So like we were just like, oh yeah, let's do Saturday. Saturday's good. See, mine is easy. I can clock in figuratively. There's no actual clocking in. It's I can start working between 7 and 10 a.m. and then I stop working between 4 and 7 p.m. And the assumption is that I'm doing eight hours of work in there. I will not comment on the validity of that assumption. It's variable. I I believe in you. I I believe in you. Uh, Sam has warned me before beginning this episode saying this one might go a teeny bit longer because I have, and then in all caps, content and caps to bring up and i'm i'm a little scared i'll be real i'm a little frightened you will have to do on the fly homework for this i'm warning you oh. ahead of time oh boy I'm, pu- I'm going to put you on the spot for for this fucking okay all right this is it'll wash out a bleach rewatch podcast i'm your co-host senna and i'm your co-host sam we are uh, doing the Bleach podcast right now. We are doing it. So let's hop right in with episode 122, Visored, the Power of the Awakened. We get like a brief recap with sadbleach.mp3, and then we jump right into Hueco Mundo as Aizen welcomes Grimjow back. Tozen is like, 
hey, don't you have something to say to Aizen? Like, basically, like, you know, a mom having their kid apologize to, like, another kid. <laughs> and Aizen, <laughs> Grimjo's just like, not really. And Aizen, like, eh, it's fine. I'm not that upset. You were just probably trying to please me. Am I right, Grimjow? And Grimjow's like, yeah, of course. That's what I was trying to do. Definitely. For sure. And Tozen is just like, he like puts a hand up to Grimjow's neck and is like, let me execute the traitor. Please. Just let me do it. And Grimjow's just like, whoa, buddy. I, I realize you've always hated me, but like, you're really acting out for being like director general or whatever. Tozen, of course, is just like his usual shtick of, I have to keep the justice. Those who disrupt the peace deserve punishment. Without moral foundation, killing without purpose is murder. And then he pulls out his sword and cuts off Grimjow's arm. <laughs> I love this entire sequence because it's clear, like, it's so incredibly clear that Tozen is just like the biggest hypocrite in the scene. And Grimjow yeah. is aware of it because he keeps calling him out on it because he's like, Justice with uh, killing without justice is just murder. Fuck it. That's not important. Screw you. You're a terrible person. But <laughs> I, I kill because I have a purpose. I do it for the cause. I do it for Aizen. <laughs> and Grimjaw's like, yeah, sure. Whatever you need to tell yourself. Aizen literally told you that it was fine and you didn't need to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally, Aizen is just like, eh, I don't really give a shit. And Tosin's just like, hmm, I'm gonna kill you anyway. But he just cuts off Grimjow's, like, left arm and then burns it with a spell. Yeah, because I think we've seen, uh, I think it... Did Yami's arm get cut off, or was he just, like, hurt in the arm? Uh, Ichigo cut off his arm. Yeah, because I think we saw, we saw that he was able to, like, put his arm back on and then heal from that. Uh, so Tosin's yeah. like, no, 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 no. None of that is happening here. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm blowing <laughs> that shit up. It's it's pretty great. Grimjow here gets pretty reasonably angry. Like, I would probably be angry, too, if somebody cut off my arm. Uh, and he, like, pulls out his sword and, like, rushes in to attack. And Aizen's like, ah, ah, ah. If you attack Tosin, I'm gonna have to punish you. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> Aizen is just fucking around at this point, <laughs> like... He is 100% fucking around. Like, even when Tozen, like, brings up Grinjao, uh, and Aizen's like, oh, you know, he was doing it for me, but he's... Like, the way he says it, and the way he's looking down on Grinjao, like, everyone in the room knows that that's not true. Yeah. But, but he's, like... He's basically saying, like, hey, reaffirm your submission to me, and then Grimjow's like... This is not a. This is not worth fighting for. Fuck it. Fine. Yes, I did it for you, piece of shit. <laughs> and then he's like, you know, we had that moment a couple of seconds ago. So you're in my good graces for now. But also, don't don't push it, Grimjow. Don't push it. <laughs> I like Tyson I'll more than I look. I like you right now. So you know, don't push it. <laughs> it's pretty good. I um I did watch the dub this week, uh, and because. One of our lovely listeners, uh, first of all, offered to let us use their Hulu account, which I, I'm grateful for, but it, it's not needed. Thank you very much, though. I, I really do appreciate that. Um, but they pointed out that the dub does continue on Hulu. Um, one thing we will get to is on Hulu, they don't have the post credits bits. So I have not seen either of them this week. <laughs> Excellent. 
Um, but um, I, I did confirm they do in fact say Grim Jow in the dub, not Grim Joe. So I I feel better about just sticking with Grim Jow. Um, after this whole thing where Aizen's like, "Hey, if you attack Tozen, I'm gonna have to punish you," Grim Jow just like kind of goes. And he just, like, turns around, sheathes his blade, and he just, like, walks away. <laughs> it, it's pretty good. I, I I like this scene a lot. It is really fun, because it's like, he he screams when the arm's cut off, and he's really pissed off. But when Aizen's like, hey, drop it, drop it, drop it. <laughs> he just walks away, and, it, like, the arm doesn't seem to bother him anymore. <laughs> he's a good kitty, you know. You know how it goes. Um... So, he we do cut to Aizen walking down some stairs, as you know Aizen does, and we hear Gin telling him it was quite cruel to pit his own men against one another. Um, Aizen's just like, oh, were you spying as usual? And Gin is like, yes, of course. <laughs> and then he just like starts going over the loss of five of Ronkar in Group Jow's operation, and Aizen's like... Oh, it doesn't fucking matter. They were among the weakest of the Gileans, anyway. Gileans? Gileans? Gileans. I'm sticking with Gileans, even though I know the dub says Gileans, but Gileans feels better to me. His plans haven't been affected in the slightest. This show cannot decide whether it wants us to feel threatened by the Arakar or not. It really cannot. Yeah, no, they're for- well, like, the the further we get from them, the more the show is sliding into... It- they were a threat, but also- like, the, the thing that the show is trying to do is say, it's not that they were inconsequential, it's that they were a threat, and that everything else is way more of a threat. So you should be worried about the future threats, because these guys were a threat, but really they're weenies. So if the yeah. weenies are dangerous, then everything else is, like, ridiculously dangerous. I do think it's starting to kind of work, like, in that it's, like, yeah, like, these guys were a threat. It wasn't, like, a small deal that we took them down. But there is just so much bigger shit to fry that, like, it's gonna be an even bigger deal when we take those guys down. Like, it it, it kind of is working now, but it's just, like, I think the execution leaves a bit to be desired in terms of, like, making us feel like we overcame something significant, you know? Yeah. Except for D-Roy, he was shit, and it doesn't matter that Rukio was able to kill him. Like, that one, that one was a gimme. <laughs> yeah, of course. Come on, D-Roy, really? Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess if I killed somebody named D-Roy, I would probably feel pretty bad about it, too. But, anyway, um, Aizen says once they gather the rest of the Vastolordes to complete the Espada, he is confident that they will be unstoppable. We cut to Uryu, who seems to be in pain. He makes some, like, really strange movements here, uh, but he notes that the bursts of spiritual pressure have stopped. Uh, so, like, to give, like, a time this is happening, this is, like, just during the Arankar fights we witnessed. Um, he's not so sure the battle between the Arankar and Soul Reapers have ended, Uh and then an arrow of Reishi shoots out at him, and his father, Ryukan, taunts him, asking if he's concerned for the Soul Reapers. is like, no, I'm only concerned about the revival of my powers. That's all I care about right now. Um, 
Anyway, why did you bring me to this specialized chamber? Because, like, all I've been doing is dodging arrows. It's a waste of energy. How is it going to bring my powers back? And Ryuken just flash steps up to him and holds, like, basically an arrow to his throat and is like, That's my business. You just have to carry out the plan, assuming you don't die first, and then we cut away. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like, in the subs, it's basically like, it's going to work as long as you don't die before it does. Oh. Which I'm like, okay, did did he just, is he the guy who told, who showed Urahara, like, how to, how to train <laughs> someone? Like, is that what this is? But also, and this is, this isn't in, like, the post well, it's post-credits, but it's not in the post-credits segment. It's in the, like, um, it's in the, the next like, episode on trailer, yeah. right? But we do get a mention where there, where Uru's like, what, how did you build this? And he's like, oh, when we were building the hospital, I just modified the blueprints a little. And Uru's like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> who, who didn't question this? Why did nobody question this? Which, fair, this is the second... Well, it's not just that nobody questioned it, is that because this place is also like made entirely of like spirit reinforced metal and glass. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, did did Ryukin build it himself? Uh, the what's what's going on? But also, this is the <laughs> second. Gi- this is the second giant underground training area that we've seen. Uh, soon, to, soon to be the second of a few. <laughs> yes. Go- God. Um, I'm glad that, like, first we have the abandoned factories in Karakura Town, now we're just getting the underground training areas of Karakura Town. Just, Christ. Um, we cut to Ichigo's house, and it's breakfast time, but Yuzu can't find Ichigo. Kon hides under blankets, Ishin is also concerned about Rukia, because, like, Yuzu comes down to him and is like, I can't find Ichigo! And Ishin's like, what about Rukia? Where's Rukia? Is she okay? And Rukia's like, I'm I'm over here, guys. Guys, I'm, I'm right here. And Ishin and Yuzu just both go right up to her and are like, oh, I'm so glad you're okay. I'm so glad you're here. Where's Ichigo? <laughs> it's so good, because she's like, I, she's like, walking like it's like i think she she wasn't even like outside or anything she was just like i, w- I was just at the other end of the house in the room you gave me like <laughs> i wasn't hiding in the closet i know it seems like a bedroom in there but like it's not my place anymore i will be honest when yuzu is like looking around the room i was expecting her to find rukia in the closet when oh, she same. went to the closet and i was like oh my god rukia's gonna jump out here obviously <laughs> i i would have loved that i would have really loved that um, Rukia seems just as confused as they are as to Ichigo's whereabouts, and then we flash back to just after the battle, and, uh, Orihime's healed Rukia. Um, Rukia, like, thanks her, but she's like, no, no, I'm not that good at it, don't thank me, don't worry about it. Um. She also mentions he- that, like, is getting better at healing, like, she's getting faster yeah. at healing. Yeah. Uh, Ichigo shows up and is like, hey, have you recovered yet? And Rukia's like, hey, I see that look on your face. D- stop feeling responsible for my injuries. My injuries are my fault. Just stop it. Stop it. Uh, stop making that pathetic face. Stop it. Um, if you're that worried about the hollow inside, you should do something about it. Maybe ask Urahara? Uh, Ichigo says that there's no point in talking to Urahara because he probably already knows. 
as he does with most things. If Urahara knew how to deal with it, he would have probably taught Ichigo before he went to Soul Society. Uh, Ichigo mentions that he's like very grateful for the training that Urahara gave him, uh, and that he's like already done enough. Uh, so he doesn't care to bother Urahara with more problems. Which, honestly, I really like that moment. I think that's like a really sweet thing for Ichigo to do. Like, I don't know if sweet's the right word, but it's like a very thoughtful thing of him to do. Yeah, like it's in a way, like Ichigo has been thinking about this problem for a while, and but he hasn't just been going like, oh, woe is me, how can I, like, this is terrible that it's happening. He's been going like, okay, how can I fix this? Can I go to Urahara? Well, no, because this is happening because of the way that he gave me back my powers. That means he probably knows how it works and what's going on. And he would have told me if I, there was anything he could do to fix it. So, yeah. okay. Can't go down that direction. And so it's like, he's actually thinking about the problem. Like, he's the reason he's worried is because he can't find a fucking answer. Yeah. It, it's really good, honestly. Like, I'm glad to see that he's been thinking about this. Because, like, there have been a few episodes where he's just been, like, sad boy dot JPEG. But, you know, like, now that he's here it's very clear he's been thinking about it and trying to find a solution, and, like, that's very welcomed. He's a smart character, and I'm glad the show is showing us that. Um, we do cut back to the present, and Ruki is, like, running through town looking for him. Uh, but then we get a cut to Ichigo standing at the site of his battle with Yami, uh, and he, like, thinks about his battles with both Yami and Grimjow, and, it, like, the... Is it Sclera? Is that the... Will you pronounce that Slara, Sclera, the the white part of your eye? Um, I think it's Slara, but I'm not sure. Anyways, but yeah, the the not iris or pupil part of your eye. Yes, that. It starts, like, getting covered with black, because he's like, you know, Hollow Ichigo is coming out, and he says, it can't go on like this. Meanwhile, like, Keigo's. Keigo's sister patches up Bikaku, and it's just generally hitting on him completely obviously just like campaigning to be his wife essentially <laughs> um and Keiko's just sitting here like sis you're you're not at a job interview it's been like 10 minutes like come on you can't just like want to marry this guy already uh and she like does not seem to care and kind of like starts berating him and he's like well i gotta go to school bye and he just leaves <laughs> i love it it's just, it's just a fun it's just a really fun scene. Ikaku, meanwhile, is just completely ignoring her. He like te He's talking to himself, and he's like, it's not enough. And she's like, oh, it's not enough. Maybe he wants me to <laughs> love him. <laughs> there, I, I think specifically, like, that whole part, he's like, well, she's like, I'd let him stay all my life if he needed. And he's just like, it still wouldn't be enough time. <laughs> and I'm just like, Ikaku, buddy! <laughs> but um, we do cut to class, and the teacher, who I've learned the name is Misato Ochi, um, she takes attendance and notes the absence of Uryu, Ichigo, Rukia, and Chad, and she's just like, well, they're all part of Ichigo's friends, so I'm sure they're not up to no good. I'll let it slide. And Kiko's just like, hey, I'm a friend of Ichigo's. Can I cut class? And she's like, 
I'm afraid not. No, I don't think so. I love this teacher so much. I love that she's just like, huh, those guys are absent again. Eh, whatever, they're good kids. They're not going to get in trouble. It's fine. Yeah, it's very good. I wish I had had a teacher like that, even though I wasn't like frequently missing class for no reason. Uh, Well, quote, no reason, end quote. Uh, Hitsugaya, meanwhile, is on the roof looking at his soul pager, and Rangiku boob joke happens. Uh, she asks what he she asks what he's up to, and he just says he's finishing his report to Soul Society about their recent battle. Uh, Rangiku says to tell them that they kicked the Arankar's butts, and Hitsugaya is just like, Rangiku, you don't get it. Those were the small fry. We struggled with them, and they aren't even close to the Vaster Lordes that they and like. We could barely win without using our full strength. And I'm a captain. Like, we're in trouble. The Arankar are stronger than us. Uh, which, this is the point where I was like, yeah, okay, this is kind of starting to work uh, to, like, less undercut the majority of the, uh, like, battles that just happened and more to be like, yeah, we took down a big threat, but there's a bigger threat on the horizon and we are vastly underprepared. Like, that's that works better for me than like the way it was happening last week and the week before that like it's getting there it's getting there yeah like the way it's said in the dub in the the sub is though like he mentions like those weren't vestalores those weren't even ajushas they were gillians so we know they're like the weakest iron cars we're gonna see but also like even if we won and we stomp them after the release the fact that a captain couldn't stomp them without releasing is a problem in and of itself. Yeah. That means every time a captain is going to fight someone of that level or higher, they're going to need the release, and that's a problem. There's a reason they don't release all the time. Uh, yeah, no, like, oh. it, they've got a long road ahead of them, and like I do like this. Um we do get a small scene with Ururu and Genta, but it doesn't really matter. It's just kind of filler scene. Uh, Urahara comes out of his shop, though, and Chad's there. Uh, Chad kneels down and basically begs Urahara to train him. Uh, and then we cut back to class as Orihime worries about Ichigo. Uh, speaking of Ichigo, he's walking down a downtrodden street. Uh, he turns into what appears to be an abandoned warehouse. And the, like, door, like, the shipment door closes behind him. And then Shinji congratulates him on finding this place. And we see a bunch of new characters. Uh, He comments on Ichigo's serious attitude, wondering if he's decided to join them. He figured it would happen eventually, and since Ichigo has a track record of being, like, very, very bad at detecting spiritual pressure, he had the visor to all gather here and pump out a ton of it to help him find them which i love i think that's great um ichigo's here though so shinji is convinced that ichigo is joining them ichigo says fuck no he's not that desperate he's here to use them he says and he's here to learn how to control his inner hollow uh and shinji's like and what makes you think we'll help you with that and ichigo's like well i'll make you help me with that with violence (laughs) I'll just use uh, violence. The shonen protagonist's main weapon. It, of course. 
Um, so he shifts into Soul Reaper form, and it's it's like a really really cool sequence where he like he pulls out his like Soul Reaper badge, shifts out, pulls out a sword, and then like goes flying towards Shinji, and Shinji like kicks up his Zanpakuto and gets it in his hand, and the two just like trade blows, and it's really really cool. Uh, Shinji's not really a pushover here; like the two seem to be evenly matched. Uh, the rest of the visored watch as the two trade blows, uh, and, like, they start commenting on the battle, with one of them being surprised Ichigo's holding up, uh, and others like, no, Shinji's holding back. Oh, but it seems Ichigo's also holding back. (sighs) Maybe Ichigo's scared of his inner hollow coming out. Um, and then Hiori starts walking towards the battle and tells one of them, Hachi, who's, like, the big one with, like, pink hair and a pink mustache, um, she tells him to like strengthen the force fields around the like warehouse, uh, and then she she slaps Shinji with a sandal and says tag out, <laughs> and he just like goes flying into the window breaking it, and it, she's like, Hachi, I told you to strengthen the force fields, and he's like, I didn't have enough time. You have to give me a second. Uh, in the sub in the manga, she says put up five more barriers. And then when she smacks him, Shinji like blows through the barrier that was already there. And he's like, I didn't have time to put up the bear. What are you doing? <laughs> it's really good. Really, really good. I love Hiori. Um, she tells Ichigo that he has the wrong idea. Uh, it's not his decision to make here. Uh, if he wants to join the Visard, which he, Specifically said he doesn't, but whatever. Uh, it's up to the Visard. They decide, not him. If he's powerful, they'll let him join. If not, they'll leave him to die. Uh, she tells him if he gets it, then he needs to let his inner hollow out now. Uh, he refuses, and Hiori is like, you really don't get it, do you? And like her mask starts forming, and she threatens to drag it out of him. Uh, she basically goes on to say, if Ichigo doesn't get over his fear of releasing his inner hollow, she will kill him. And she basically, like, puts a fist, like, in his chest, and the episode ends. It's such a sick moment. Like, it's so good! It's so good! Because she's like, like, she's putting on the mask, and she's like, hey, if you don't transform, and then the music cuts, the screen goes black and white... And suddenly she's right there, like, against his stomach, like, her hand on his stomach. And she just says, you're going to die. <laughs> it's it's incredibly good. Like, the tension just, like, peaks right here. It's, mm, chef's kiss. That's how you do it. That's how you end an episode. That's how you make me want to go, okay, what the fuck's going on? I gotta watch the next one. You did it, Bleach. You got me. I also really like the way that she, cause like when she's saying, Hey, it's not, it's not your choice to make. She's basically saying Ichigo thinks his choices are given to his hollow or get how to get the info on how to control it from these guys and then control it. Or as a third thing, join their team and get that information. That's what Ichigo is thinking right now. But she's saying, no, 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 no. You don't like, you don't understand. The, your choices are give up and be a hollow or try to join us. And then on our side, we're the ones who make the decision of whether you make it or not. And if you don't make it, even if you wanted to join us, 
it doesn't matter. We're just going to leave you to get, like, eaten up by your inner hollow. We don't give a shit if you're not strong enough. <laughs> I think it it sets, like, an interesting precedent for the Visored. Uh, because it, it kind of sets them up as not necessarily being evil, but, like, if you aren't strong enough to handle this, like, they aren't going to help you. And, like, that that just kind of, like, leaves them with their own interesting moral ground, I guess. Like... It, it, it's still, like, a little black and white whether they'll help somebody, like, at this point. But, like, it, it is interesting, and I do like it. Um, So, what was the post-credits bit that I missed this time, Sam? So, we're still in the uh, in Khan's adventure. Uh, so, last time, his, uh, the bar on Hanamar- on Hanamaro's- is it Hanamaro? Am I, like, missing a set, uh, syllable? I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Hold on. I'm looking it up. <laughs> Are, do you mean Hanataro? Hanataro. There we go. That's why it sounded I, I don't know. I <laughs> The reason I said, let me look it up, is because I thought you were trying to go for a Zompokto for a second. I didn't realize you were just missaying Hanataro. <laughs> yeah, I was just misspeaking his name. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Hanataro's sword get has a... It heals people, and it has a bar, and when it unleashes... The, when the bar is full, it shoots out a super powerful laser, and also it turns into a scalpel. So he's like, hell yeah, the, the sword has transformed into killing mode. Hell yeah, I'm gonna kill people. <laughs> and then he slices, and it's like, no, no, it's like a dinghy scalpel. Which, yeah, mm-hmm. it can cut things, but it's also, like, incredibly weak, because it's a fucking scalpel. It's not a sword. Uh, <laughs> but the real bad news, like, that would be bad news enough. The actual bad news is... Zaraki saw the explosion, and he's like, Hey, you're kind of a good fighter, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh no. Oh shit. Oh fuck. That's incredibly good, actually. I was so fucking worried about this, like, whole, like, this whole series? Series. Series is the word I was looking for. This whole series of, like, post credit bits. But I'm glad they're t- turning out to be pretty good, actually. Yeah, just fantastic thing fantastic stuff uh, as for the manga there's like no there's no real changes like at all all the all the little filler bits all the same things like all of the scenes in this episode are in the manga as well it's just the mod souls are standing there that one time yes it's like it's everything is exactly the same except there's like one shot where the mod souls are obviously not standing there in the manga. But like they like that... they literally just stand there in the episode. They don't even say anything. They're just standing there. Yeah, the one thing I want to shout out though is that we're starting to get some of like the really good titles for ch- manga chapters cuz we get Tug Your God Out. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Which I love. But also, we do get a um a lot of the like end of chapter corner illustrations. A lot of them get recycled into the end of credit bits for the anime. I looked mm-hmm. ahead, and I don't think this one gets this like series of ones gets uh, updated. So I'm just gonna mention it here. Uh, the day before Rukia and company came to the world of the humans, Yachiru showed up and was like, "All right, everyone, single file. All those selected to go to Ichigo's place will receive a special soul candy today." And then, like the next chapter's uh, end of chapter illustration is Verukia just being like 
tearfully happy because remember it's chappy it's the one that Rukia yeah. really wanted yeah. and she's like thank you thank you and even yumichika is like in the background like super happy all the other soul leaders who are going to the human world are like i don't know what the fuck this is like what whatever <laughs> it's a soul candy is a soul candy i guess god that but, these drawings are so cute <laughs> i just love Rukia being like it's Ch- thank you thank you so much <laughs> Oh, incredibly good. Uh, overall, like, solid episode. Uh, you want to cut to break? Let's cut to break. So let's get right back into it with episode 123, Ichigo, Complete Holification. I guess it's Fuck. Ichigo. Complete holification? <laughs> it's an interrobang, so. We start the episode with Ichigo getting the shit kicked out of him, and Hachi is just like struggling to hold up the barrier around the building while Ichigo and Hiori are fighting. Uh, Hiori taunts Ichigo, telling him, hey, use your bankai if you want to survive. And she also calls out what Ichigo himself is thinking, which is. If Ichigo uses the Bankai against someone as strong as she is, he'll just immediately holify. Uh, but we can see that even without that, Ichigo's eyes are already starting to transform. Like, he's got one of his eyes is the, uh, like, the look that the, bo- the Hollow have is that their Slera is black, and then their iris is yellow. Yeah. So he's got, he's got one eye that's black and one eye that's normal, and he's, like, str- already struggling to keep his Hollow at bay, even without do- going into Bankai. And Hiari's like, fine then. If you don't want a Bankai or turn into a hollow, just fucking die. And she goes on the offensive. Uh, <laughs> these bits are really cool because, like, the slices that she's making, they're hard enough to just heavily chip into and break away pieces of Zangetsu. Like, there's a part where he blocks a blow that she makes and the sword, her sword goes halfway through Zangetsu. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of insane. There's one shot here I really like, uh, where she, like, cuts at Ichigo, and he, like, dodges out of the way, mostly, but it, like, it hits his sleeve, and he you can see him, like, pull away as his sleeve flies off, and it's really, really cool. I really liked it. Yeah, just, like, this whole bit has Ichigo, like, struggling to survive, uh, while he's just being bounced around and bloodied. And all the while, he's thinking to himself, like, all right, just analyze what's happening. Try to figure out how how is she able to just control that mask? How, what is she doing that lets her control that? Uh, that lets her, like, summon that power at will. Like, he's trying to, re- to logic out the technique, essentially. Uh, yeah. But eventually, he just gets slammed against the wall and loses consciousness, and his hollow just immediately comes out. Dives forward, grabs Hiyori by the throat, and pins her to the wall, uh, which lasts for all of 0.3 seconds, because after that, he's immediately on the floor, every other visor is pinning him down with their blades. They're, like, sitting on him, pinning him pinning him down, their blades are all, like, pointed at his neck and his and his uh, head. Shinji's blade, like, just, just pokes in a little bit to destroy the hollow mask to make Ichigo come back to himself. And Shinji's like, see, it's not like a skill that you can puzzle out or learn. You you just have to fucking do it. And we're going to show you how to do it because, yeah, you've passed. You've shown that you're strong enough. 
uh, in your hollow form to actually be of use to us. So, yeah. Sh- shown that you're strong enough, a.k.a. you nearly killed Hiori. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> you win some, you lose some. <laughs> Back at the Kurosaki clinic, Yuzu is in tears because her big bro has clearly disappeared forever and has been kidnapped and will never return. And Karen's like, it's fine. He'll be back in two or three days. Like, who gives, like, you know, it's fine. He's a teenager. <laughs> like, he can take care of himself. You know Ichigo. That's just how he be. A little bit of family slapstick ensues until someone enters the house and we get just like this big first person shot of someone walking through the house and turning the corner. Uh, but no, it turns out it's Rukia. She hasn't found him. Uh, God. <laughs> <and then> it- <laughs> it, it's such a weird shot, first of all. Like, of of the, like, weird 3D rendering of this house. But also, I just need to point out, in the dub, during the family slapstick, she just goes, Look at my funny beard! <laughs> it's the funniest <laughs> shit! Like, both Nova and I were like, we don't know what Ishin's voice actor is doing, but he's nailing it. <laughs> it's incredibly yeah, good. Because the, the joke in Japanese is just, because he puts a bunch of clotheslines on his face, and he's like, I'm a bearded man. <laughs> and then, Ka- then Karen, like, knocks him down, and she's like, you already have a beard. Like, Why would you make that joke? <laughs> it's so good. I love Ashin. Yeah, and that night, we do get Rukia just, like, in her jammies, standing on top of the house, and saying, like, she can't feel Ichigo's spirit pressure anywhere. The next day, we get... We get some slice of life stuff between all of the visored who are like reading comics, making food, complaining that they don't have food, etc. And uh, then, excuse you, specifically Shonen Jump comics. You know, just things. Uh, <laughs> and all of them are just like watching Ichigo use a rowing machine, but like the standing rowing machines. Uh, and did you this- just say Yuzu? Using Ichigo using. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I thought you said Yuzu using for a second. I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> uh, anyways, this bit like absolutely works for me because the way the anime presents it is we get all these moments with the and it's like super zoomed into each visored, and we get like one very small moment of what they're doing. And in the background throughout this entire sequence, you hear Ichigo going like <laughs> And then after we've done everything it zooms out and we see him on the fucking machine. And then he tries to kick Hiyori and she just casually turns and puts Shinji in between them to take the hit. <laughs> it's such a good finishing punchline for the bit. I love the way Hiyori uses Shinji as a punching bag. I think it's fucking hilarious. I love seeing this dweeb get hit. Ichigo argues about having to use the stupid rowing machine, and while him and Hiori just, like, fight and yell and, like, scream, it just focuses on everyone else who are, like, grabbing bento, and they're like, man, it would probably help if Hiori, like, explained literally anything. Um, (laughs) But eventually, Shinji says, hey, the level of the training is based on how long you can row on that machine uh, and we won't teach you anything until you can row for at least three days and nights. And she goes like, I'm not stupid. I know that that machine drains my energy when I touch it. Like, it drains a massive amount of en- of spirit pressure when I touch it. And I also know that it's going to take at least five days to, compl- to, like, make me unable to keep going. 
I don't have time for this. You know it. I know it. I know what the purpose of this thing is. Just fucking do the training already. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it's the same in the sub, but in the dub, he kind of backtracks a little bit because at first he says, I could go on that thing for a whole week. And then like two sentences later, he's like, if I did that now, I would go on that for five days. And I'm like, those are two, that's a two day difference, my guy. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. At this point, Shinji just tells him to shut the fuck up because he doesn't know anything about the Hogyoku anyway. <laughs> and Ichigo's like, wait, hold on. What, what did you say to me? <laughs> what word were you, did you just say? And Shinji reveals that the Visor have known about Aizen for years. But those are details for another day. It's like, he's fine. Don't worry about it, Ichigo. You'll get the backstory at a different time. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry. Just give it like a good hundred episodes or so. (laughs) It's like, actually, you know what? Ichigo, your growth has, oh, like from the moment you went from normal person to Soul Reaper, uh, from like getting back your Soul Reaper powers to getting your Bankai, your growth has always been like super, super fast and also using a method that could potentially kill you fine fuck it we'll do it that way too <laughs> and then he just does something that like knocks ichigo out uh, while he tells hachi to put up a double a double barrier and then there's just a giant trap door that opens up and the whole group goes on the ground and they ha- they also have a giant secret underground training room although this one <laughs> looks exactly like urahara's one da 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 <laughs> I like to imagine that they actually just go to the same one. <laughs> They're just like, the, it's just like a log staircase that leads to specifically Urahara's one, but like in a corner that he doesn't check all the time. I think it'd be really fucking funny if it was just like, it, it goes to the same training area, but they both think it's their training area. <laughs> And, and, like, I think it'd be really funny if they were just, like, conveniently not in it at the same time, ever. Yes. <laughs> like, that that they... would actually be better. Yes, you're right. <laughs> I also would love the idea of, like, either these guys or Urahara, like, building their secret training area. And at some point, um, Uryu's dad is building his and, like, breaks through. And it's like, oh, wait, no, sorry. <laughs> I guess I, I just, just zone this properly. <laughs> I just want this whole, like, huge area of Karakura Town underground just to be filled with this vast network of interconnected training areas. <laughs> because, like, we're getting up there. Like, this is, like, what, number three? Like, we're, we're getting up there. Like, how big can they be? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, they're they're pretty big. They're pretty big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so once they get all the way there, they uh, Shinji tells Hachi to put up yet another barrier, as well as seals all over Ichigo's body. And then Hachi uses Hado 75, as in the Hado that Shinigami use. Dun dun dun! Bum bum bum! We go inside of Ichigo's mindscape of horizontal buildings, where he's greeted by Hollow Ichigo, who calls him king. I I'm actually really curious as to how how he says it in the uh, English dub. Like, does he call I don't him think king? He's, I don't think he calls him king. I don't remember that at all. Does he call him anything or just say, hey, he, loser? It's basically, hey, loser, from what I remember. But also, like, yesterday was a pretty um, 
weird energy day for me, let's say. So, like, I I may have just missed it. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, so, at first, Ichigo's like, hey, um, where the fuck's Zangetsu? He's no, like, where is he? I can't find him. And the Hollow just says that he's Zangetsu, and then he attacks. Outside is, that the... all he, is that all he says in the sum? That I'm Zangetsu? He doesn't explain it? Well, later. Okay. Because the, the scene is cut by a, a bit where we're back in the underground and Hachi's barriers uh, are okay. shaking. Uh, the group is watching uh, Ichigo's, like, going... He's being possessed by the exorcist spirit, like... <laughs> uh, yeah! And everything's shaking and the mask is forming... And then Lisa, the visored whose personality trait has been stern lesbian, uh, says, <laughs> hey, I'm the one who's supposed to be watching him right now, so, like, Hachi, open up, I'm taking first shift, I'm going in first. Shinji says, hey, um, don't die, or don't kill him, please, <laughs> and she responds with, um, only if he doesn't kill me first, <laughs> which, yeah, oh yeah, Ichigo's hollow is scary, remember? It's a, 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 a scary. It, it's definitely interesting to me that the Visored are like, we will only help you if you're strong enough. But like, upon seeing what their training is like, it's definitely like, maybe that's a bad business plan. Like, maybe you should get some weaker guys to like, you know, work yourselves up. Like, I know y'all are all strong, but like, this seems like it's really taxing. Uh also, yeah. I do want to note that throughout this entire thing, um, one of the, well, not throughout, but at the beginning of this entire sequence, like before they take him to the like training chamber, I think it's really funny that like the visored are just like, you know, Hiori always leaves out one or two key details from like her orders. Like maybe we should have explained the training to Ichigo. And then Shinji's like, hey, Ichigo, we're going to train you. And then he's, like, unconscious. And that's it. They don't tell him anything. They're just like, okay, well, we're training you now. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I do, like, there is a certain amount of it's, like, I don't think the visor direct telling the truth when they're talking to Ichigo. Like, oh, I, yeah, for sure. I think the whole point is they want him to exhaust himself so it's entirely the hollow. Because if he only brings out, like, I don't know, 90% of the hollow, then it won't really work. I think Fair. it's kind of something in that in that sense. Um, that makes sense. But yeah, so we cut back. So she's uh, blah, blah. Lisa starts fighting Ichigo, who's Ichigo's body, who's basically like being maneuvered by the Hollow at this point. Uh, much like when he was regaining his powers and it was like fighting around against like Tessai and them. But we go back inside the Mindscape, into the Mind Palace, or the Mind Palaces, I suppose. <laughs> and the hollow like repeats itself saying i'm zangetsu because zangetsu and i are the same we're basically the same person both of us are just part of ichigo's energy inside his body so it used to be the hollow was a part of zangetsu but now that the hollow's stronger zangetsu is a part of the hollow simple uh, but that also means that the more that Ichigo draws on Zangetsu's strength, the easier it is for the Hollow to creep into his soul. And Ichigo like hears this and he's like, "Okay, but by that same by that same point, that just means if I beat the shit out of you, Zangetsu gets to be in charge again." 
My my favorite thing here is Hollow Ichigo. She's like, that makes sense. And it, it's my favorite thing in shonen anime like this, when they just spout some complete anime bullshit nonsense, and then one of the characters is just like, that makes sense. And then, you know, you hear like a thousand teenagers across the globe just going, yeah, that does make sense. Because, <laughs> like, it, it kind of makes sense, but not really. Yeah, and then we finally end the episode with both of them calling out their bankai and yeah it's a it's a cool it's a cool scene where both of them are like shouting bankai and the episode ends it's like oh shit yeah it's pretty hype i'm 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 ready i'm ready for next week i'm excited what was the post credits bit this time sam so khan in hanataro's body is run er khan khan in is not in hanataro's like body he's in his gigai which also has his Soul Reaper blade for some reason. That I just don't understand why that's a thing, but that's the that situation. makes sense. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Hanataro is running around looking for Khan, and Khan is like hiding from Zaraki. <laughs> so Khan sees Hanataro. He sees that the other Soul Reaper has his uh, he's got his like normal doll body. So he's like, "Hey, toss it here," and he does. And then while it's in midair. Khan uses the item that he was using to pop his soul candy out, and his soul candy just, like, flies out towards his doll body. And, we, like, we see the shot of the doll flying forward, mouth open. Then we see the, the candy flying forward towards the doll. And then we see Yachiru just standing, going like, hey, what's going on? And then the doll hits her on one side of the head, and the candy hits her on another side of the head. <laughs> and oh, both no. of them just fall to the ground. <laughs> And she's like, oh, hey, what's that? And that's where it ends. <laughs> that, 10 out of 10. Incredibly good. I wish I could have seen it. It's it's such a good bit, honestly. <laughs> uh, ba- the only change that they do in the manga, or that they did in the anime compared to the manga, is that in the manga, they show you Ichigo on the rowing machine. Then they show everyone ignoring him and just doing slice of life stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then they continue with him being pissed off. Uh, which... I definitely think I like the background noise better, but like that's not something that really super works in like a manga form. Yeah, like this works better in the as a manga because you see him, and then you can just imagine him getting like angrier and angrier as they could just completely ignore him. But just having the the background noise of him exercising is so much better for the anime. I love it. It's uh, really good. But yeah, that was basically the the only thing. And now right. that means it's time for content. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It's content time. It's content time. Who do you think are the most popular characters? Uh you could put a top 10 but or just do a top 3 or a top 5 if you think you can't Ugh. think of a uh, enough. I think Grimjaw's in there. Um, I think, I think if I had to pick, it would probably be Grimjow, Hitsugaya, and Ichigo for the top three. Like, not in that order specifically, just in the top three. Mm-hmm. All right. So, keep also keeping in mind that this is like, I'm asking when, when these uh, chapters would have come out. Yeah. Yeah. So... Number one. Actually, no, I'll do the top ten reverse order. Tenth place, Orihime. 
Okay. Ninth place is Zoraki. Okay. Eighth, eighth place is Urahara. Then we've got Yoroichi. Sixth place, much like his squad, we've got Byakuya. <laughs> uh, I'm also just going to share these in the chat because they're all wearing fun uh, winter clothes. Ooh. That's nice. They've just all got parkas on. Uh, and then one to five, or five to one, fifth place is Gin. Okay. Fourth place is Renji. Then it's Rukia. Then you're right, Ooh. Toshiro Hitsugaya. And finally, first place, Ichigo. But it's like, if you look at the vote totals, um, like Gin, Renji, and Rukia, or Gin and Renji are both in the, it's 4k and 4.5k. Rukia is 6.1. Toshiro is 8,321. And then Ichigo is 8,370. There's only like 49 votes difference between them out of wow. their totals being 8,300. Like they're so close. They're so incredibly close. And then there's all, I also have the results like going all the way to 118th, but they're not like super interesting except for the fact that there's like a couple of really good ones like number 47 is Aizen's classes <laughs> uh Bulbas G is tied at 71st <laughs> thank god for Bulbas G still getting in there uh which means he's ahead of char- of such entries such as uh pictures Rukia drew or the shark Kukaku caught or Renji's loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> but it does mean that he's behind the generic Menos Grande. <laughs> God. Uh, there's also, oh yeah, and then there's like all the ones that have like one vote each or whatever, which are just like this giant category on the left, which is like Comedian Guidebook 2001, The Button on Khan's Belly. Uh, the cover with Kenpachi covered in blood that got nixed. <laughs> Rukia Zenpakuto. The company member who was tricked by Kurotsuchi. Uh, <laughs> like the leaf Shunsui has in his mouth. Uh, there, <laughs> there's a really funny one that's like... Uh, Zabimaru, but specifically the one that turns into a hot woman in the anime only. <laughs> I, I love these. These are really good. The hollow whose meat could either be a cow or a pig, we're not sure. Kudetsushi's detonation button. <laughs> you know, just a bunch of shit. God. Yeah, that's it. Is that all the content you were planning? That's all the content I've got. I had. Well, I've got a little bit more content because I I've been thinking about doing this segment for a while, but like it just hasn't been good enough that I'm like, you know, this is worth putting in the podcast, but. I think it would be fun to include a little bit of the Crunchyroll comments section <laughs> in, in our show. Uh, so for episode 20, 122, uh, somebody said, I'm not going to list usernames here just because like, I don't want to do that. Like that, that doesn't seem good. But somebody says, holy shit at the to be continued sound. I pooped my pants. And then we also have, Hichigo is so much more badass than Ichigo. 
Kenpachi looks good in leather. <laughs> True. True. Uh, damn, that girl's is hard. <laughs> God, uh, for 123, we have, God damn, that singing cone on this opening is terrifying. <laughs> so far, these comments are just speaking truth. <laughs> I know. Uh, we also have, did he really just take an elliptical machine on the chin and walk it off? Where was this endurance when he was fighting Grimjow? <laughs> and somebody replied saying Grimjow is at least the power of ten ellipticals, which I think is pretty good. Um, let's see here. There, there was one more I was looking at. Okay, to to end this one off. To end to end this off. Uh, we have two more, which is why do so many people in this show have massive, sweet underground areas in their bases? <laughs> which fair. Fair. We've been asking. We've been asking. We've been asking. But the final one is, each time something happens to Ichigo, I scream his name, not very loud, and my dad is always answering me, saying, who is Ichigo? Like, lol. But he shouldn't have done that, so now I'm really worried. Nyan. I, I love these comments. These are really good. God. Oh, wait, wait, no, I found one more really good one. Hachi reminds me of the Monopoly guy. <laughs> I suppose in that he's got a mustache and his face is kind of round. <laughs> I don't know. I definitely think these are worth checking out. Like, not all of them are keepers, but I like some of these. Some of them just speak truth, and I'm here for it. Uh, also, shout out to the people who, like, ten years ago were like, I'm gonna put the end of the recap in the comments so that you can skip it, because I am very grateful for that. <laughs> um... Anyway, this has been It'll Wash Out. Thank you, as always, for listening. You can find our show on Twitter, at BleachCast, and you can find me on Twitter, at Lavender underscore Pause. And you can find me on Twitter, at SSBSLJ. Thanks, as always, again, for listening. I hope y'all have a great week. Stay cool, chats. Love, have you listened to the new Prince of Darkness CD? God damn it. Fuck. <laughs> I'm not